Howdy there, folks. Text of the Black Pants Legion here, and Mike is sitting to my right. Hello, Mike. Hello. It's just Mike and I today, because Goat's got a traveler game. And we are beat. We have just released The Hunchback, which was 305 and a half days of work. The funk back. The funk back. Yeah, that that was that came together really well. Yeah. Uh, it seems like people really enjoyed it, and it also helped us uh, redirect a lot of traffic to the Christmas bullet, which YouTube has tried to basically hide from everyone. So we're we're thankful for everyone showing up, having our back, helping us get it out there. Mike and I are fucking exhausted. We. We worked ourselves to the bone, and then we worked the bones to dust. <laughs> we we worked very hard on that one. Yeah, I was going to say, in the very beginning, Hutz got to the point where he got everything and he was beat, and then when he passed it on to me, it was my turn to do the same thing, and uh, we both, like, right up to the very end, me and Tex, just sat in the living room, I just, like, constantly making there. adjustments. And directed, I think, 40 versions of that timeline yeah. Where I was just like, cut that, put this there, da da da. And I was I got, getting upset because I, I was like, why are we why do we keep going? Come on. I, I got to the point where I was literally repeating out loud what comes up next, what I say and what happens on yeah. screen before it happens because I'd seen it so many times. But that's I was wondering what you were muttering under your breath. Yeah, it's oh, it I, just you weren't doing it out loud enough for me to hear, but I kept hearing something. I could I was I, like I could I stop remember, like did you need anything? Like, no no no. No, I'm fine. No, it's because I was <laughs> sitting there going like Um and then it explodes. And then Chesterton da, 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 and then it explodes. And I was just remembering like every little note and I I am obsessive compulsive as shit. And so we've we got it done. Yeah. We got it fucking done. It is done. So yay. But yeah. we are absolutely beaten. I told the Patreon I'm I'm definitely gonna take just a little bit of time off from grinding myself down before we start the next big one. Well it was a two hour thing. And if it was not a two hour thing, we probably wouldn't have put as much grinding on it. Sure. Because it was so big, it was so fucking cool. We were like, nah, dude, we have well, to. Well, that's the problem is you can't We're get... not doing this because we just want to whip ourselves. We think it's fucking cool. Well, yeah, <laughs> and we we like what we do, and we feel very privileged that we have any ability yeah. to do stuff like this. But unfortunately, it leaves us with like very little time to do other things because people all the time are like, hey, hey, why don't you play this new game that just came out? It's blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right. I heard about blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I heard about blah, blah, blah. Of, there's yeah. a lot of uh, lewd people in it, I guess. A lot of yeah. people having uh, Baldur's a, lot of, Gate. a lot of the sex. People people were sitting there trying to tell me all about Baldur's Gate, and I was like, man, I remember when I used to have time for games. Yeah. I remember when I used to have time to stream when I wanted and all sorts of shit, but I'm going to say this. Uh, those of you out there who seem to have more time than anything else, enjoy that feeling while it lasts. Because as you get older, you'll find out you don't have time. Yeah, if something if something threatens to be about 120 hours, you're kind of like, I, no. <laughs> Starts to, you're like, oh, I don't even have time for a full movie anymore. You're yeah, if it's like there. a two and a half hour movie, I'm like looking at the time like, damn, this could have been a TV series. I got shit to do. <laughs> and then we go make a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, we're not, we're not great. So, um, 
Yeah. I I think that what we're going to have to do today is answer some questions because we have so many fucking questions. Mike pointed out some of them were from... May 5th of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are well over a year old. I'm way behind on emails. I apologize for anyone who sent me an email and is like, text, please, X, Y, Z. If we, yeah, I think if we worked at like, if we had like a, uh, like a big company or something with somebody who could like wrangle all of us to do these things more consistently. We need that lady from Ghostbusters. That's what we need. Janine, you know, or she's like, Ghostbusters, what do you want? We need someone like that. Cause I can barely. Yeah. You call in and get Janine to ask your question. Like, what do you want to ask him? No, he know he already he's not doing the locust. I'm sorry. I just executive decision. Goodbye. Thanks. I up. had so <laughs> I get to check my email maybe maybe once a month because uh-huh. I have an email for person personal use only that is just for me. I have an email for the Black Pants Legion and I have an email for work. Yeah. And so 99% of my email time is spent on my personal email or my work email. And a lot of other people will sit there and say, oh, well, you know, why don't you respond to this or why don't you respond to that? And I'm like, motherfucker, I, ain't, I, I have no time. I have no. no time. So I apologize for, you know, I, I've literally taken sleep out of many of my days of the week to be able to do more. Uh, I apologize. Hey, I'll be quite honest with more. you. Since I was on the Internet, I've been terrible with chat programs. I straight up will not look at them for the longest time and people think I die. It's the same thing with phones and texting because I know there's a lot of people uh, who grow up and had texting in their life. I didn't. Yeah, I know. When, when people text me, I just tell... If <laughs> it's it, nothing if against it, anybody. I just, if it it's goes longer than three texts, I say, please call me. Yeah, and there are people Be- my age who use it all the time like they were I born with it, it, but I don't, I'm I one of the few who can't. I, I can't do it. If, if, you, if you send me more than three texts, I'll be like, just call me. Just fucking call me. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to have a conversation that lasts eight hours on top of everything else <laughs> I'm doing that day. I keep thinking to myself, for the amount of time, to, from all the texts that I have received and sent, I could have written several books yes. with the amount that I've yes. written. And I'm not like... I'm not trying to be like antisocial or anything. It's just that I don't really like hanging out on chat apps that much. I don't either. And I find that a lot of people, especially during COVID, I mean, I feel very poorly for people who came of age during COVID because they spent all their time on these chat applications, uh, Discord or Twitter or whatever. They don't realize that there is a nominal or normal method and modus of conversation. Yeah, it becomes once you get to that point where it's instantaneous, it's like uh, you, you could pretty much be like, oh, just whatever. And I tell people, if you message me, I'm going to read it. I'm going to see it. I just I have people who blow up right at it. I have people who blow up my messages about 40 to 50 times a day. And they'll sit there and basically tell me step by step what they're doing that day and how things are going. And I'm like, hey, I'm at work. I cannot read this right now. And they'll say, no big deal. And then keep writing a book. And I'm like, I understand that. But this is not normal. Because if I told you, you know, Mike, if I sent you every five minutes 
a bunch of messages and I said, Mike, you know, the breakfast I had wasn't really that good. So what I'm going to do next is I'm going to spend more time on the bacon because if you cook bacon too fast, Mike, you can burn it and then the oil burns and there's smoke in the house. And I don't like that. And I'm not trying to shit on anyone who's sharing with me precious moments of their life or my friends or anything like that. I just have a lot of people who try to dump truck things onto me. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a work day. And if I came down to your job and started to say like, hey, what do you think about grilled cheese sandwiches? Because I think grilled cheese sandwiches are one of the greatest inventions of all time. Some people would want you to do that. I'm sure. They're, they hate their job that much. Of course. I've been in jobs I hated that much. So I'm just trying to say that a lot, of, blame them. a lot of people have not been healthy with communication for a long time and I will admit I'm one of those people Yeah, but I think that in order to do better we should learn to make face to face conversations a priority whenever we can I think that's true I, I, I think we need to bring that back let's be traditionalists I'm antisocial for sure but sure I'm, me too but I'm saying I would rather have one good 45 minute conversation than 400 text messages yeah it's a lot to keep up with and uh, I have ADHD pretty bad, so I, I typically don't... You don't say. Yeah. I don't I don't need that in my face. I know. That's I, what it feels like, though, doesn't it? I, I'm somebody who has a very singular focus on what I'm working on. So if I'm, like, doing something in editing, I typically, like, shut the monitor with the Discord off. Cause I, have, I, I yeah. literally shut uh, Discord off while I was working the other day, and I fired it back up on my lunch break. It took and, like five minutes. <laughs> and I had, I had, I think, 96 pending messages. And there were people who were furious that I had not responded in time to their little inquiry. And hey, I go... Thank you to Discord for making it easy to find everybody now. Thank, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> I just, again, I it's think just that... like, why? Well, and I don't think it's a sin to be lonely. I think everyone's lonely yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But I think we should all be a little bit better in our boundaries... Because I find I respect more those fewer, deeper conversations than the instantaneous every day I'm chatting at someone. Because there's plenty of people I've, oh, especially, God, I would say like year two of COVID lockdown, where I was just like writing novels to people. Yeah. I've had to throttle back from that myself because I realized this is just very unhealthy. And that's fine. You you need to go through that, find out how much is too much, and go, wow, I'm a mess. You know what's wild to me is that I met you before COVID, and that for some reason doesn't seem to make any sense because I, I keep reminding myself that, that there was a time before. COVID, COVID made, COVID was two, what was it, two and a half years that felt like 10. Yeah. It felt like 10. It felt like it's, a microcosm of just time. Every Everybody, I think, who's had to spend more time indoors or worked from home for a long period of time or went through anything has dealt with massive anxiety and massive issues of returning to the workplace and all sorts of craziness of, oh my God, what about X? What about Y? I've met so many people now who have broken their mind. I'm one of them. I mean, I've, I yeah. suffer with a lot of anxiety issues, but I know so many people who have just come unglued during COVID. It was all that time indoors and all that time on the internet yeah. where they went through this cycle of, 
I'm feeling anxiety, so I'm going to read things constantly in doom scroll. I'm going to doom scroll on Reddit. I'm going to doom scroll on the artist formerly known as Twitter. I'm going to doom scroll, doom scroll, doom scroll <laughs> until I am absolutely overwhelmed. And then I will spread my doom scrolling to other people. And just little, scrolling until all they see is pictures of cats that are from the same channel. Posting I wish. I wish they. I wish that would do that. I, it does. I wish, if you reach the bottom of all that, it just reposts bot stuff. So it's like cats, g- gorillas, or whatever you're looking at on animals, cute animals stuff. Always. For I just, me, it's birds and cute animals. Every single time, it's like here's 30 messages that my friends uh, made today. And then right as I get to the bottom, it's just like animal picture, animal picture, animal when picture I, over and over. But what I don't like is a but lot I, of... I curated that, so that's probably my fault. Well, sure. But what I don't like is people who doom scroll and then have an echo chamber and then go doom scroll in their echo chamber. And then yeah. that gets other people doom scrolled. So if you see anybody out there doom scrolling and constantly harping about how negative shit is... It's a spray bottle. No, don't. you don't have to discipline them. I think it is your job (laughs) to come up with one nice thing. Just one nice thing to counter the doom scroll. So they have the doom scroll and you should just be like, hey, check this out. Here's a funny story. Look at this funny story. There's there's a funny cat in it. It's like adding a rung to a ladder that you're trying yeah, to climb out of. Yeah. Give, give them a little help because we've all been there. It's okay to have COVID anxiety yeah. and all that other anxiety of the world going crazy on this Harambe timeline. But you have to remember, Harambe means we work together. It does. Yeah. So while people many go, while many people have said we're on the Harambe timeline, Oh my God, everything's gone bad since that. And I'm like, yeah, but remember, Harambe means we work together. So let's work together on the Harambe timeline and let's help each other out. So when you see someone having a freak out or whatever else, what you need to do is you need to just chill that motherfucker out. Just chill him out. Just say, hey, you're acting a little crazy. And what you can do is you can look at this picture of a kitty. You can look at this picture of a little duck or something and just, there you go. Calm yeah. the fuck down. Speaking of calm down, we're going to answer some questions that are really old. Yeah, we're going to answer some questions from the days of yesteryear. The quite, days of yesteryear. Quite literally. Vintage questions. Yeah, here we go. Here's a here's one that's been stewing in our, uh, our cask down in our basement. Hello, BPL podcast. Hello. This is Nate Nacho here, aspiring Nate legionnaire. Nate Nacho. And I have two questions. One, what would Beeple Motors look like in Battletech? <laughs> like, what would they sell? What would their product be? <laughs> Crap. What just the management of that company Crap. look like? Crap. And second, Tank Knights. Yes. My idea for the setting was that perhaps industry developed differently. Like, perhaps it never got out of the workshop phase hmm. of um, industrial development. So instead of having large-scale industrial you know, setups like huge assembly line, like factories that you're still working with like guilds that build tanks and it just works on a much smaller scale. Hence why you have orders dedicated to it. And perhaps guilds are the reason why, you know, industry is restricted. Okay. My time's up. Bye. That's not a bad idea. Now for anyone out there listening, yes, I have been writing on tank nights and yes, I have been working on it. Guild systems are interesting because they serve as a lever by which to limit or propagate technology and cottage industries are interesting in that basis because 
if you go from town to town, you may find such small things as like a nail could be very different because it's made by hand. And while there is an ideal nail size or a regulation imposed by certain kingdoms, you would find a lot of variation in that. The problem with a guild system, especially when it comes to higher levels of knowledge, is stuff like RHA, Rolled Homogenous Armor, uh, which is basically in steel the equivalent of AR-500, which a lot of gun people out there know quite well. Um, this stuff is fucking hard to make with very limited knowledge, and it would require a bit more specialized knowledge to certainly make in a fashion that could be fabricated for a tank. This is one of those things where, like, medieval settings get some stuff wrong and certainly step into fantasy when they go, oh, well, there's a fantasy setting where, you know, there's robots that walk around. That would be a little hard to do because alloys and such are a lot more difficult to make with stricter controls and limited knowledge, especially if you only have the breadth of one or two human lives or lifespans going into a field of study. Whereas now we can reach back and go, well, since the 1100s, XYZ, guild systems are pretty great for limiting technology and have already written some stuff kind of about that. As far as technological uh, technological developments stalling out, there's a lot of choices. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of choices out there when it comes down to reasons for technological stagnation. A lot of it is just rule of cool, though. It's, yeah. it's like Tolkien's world. It's like, why haven't they developed better than a crossbow? It's like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in any of these, you can just immediately have a Wright Brothers situation happen anywhere, because those two guys weren't, like... Sure. They were bicycle salesmen. Yeah, they didn't fucking do any... They weren't, like... They they built their own engine. Yeah, you're not going to stop a Wright Brothers from spawning, but in the rule of cool, you can. Well, and especially when it comes to fantasy settings, a lot of people don't realize this, but guns are older than rapiers. So when when you run into a fantasy setting and someone goes, I don't like guns in my setting. They're not in my medieval setting. Here's a rapier. You're like, rapiers are not medieval. Yeah, we, we would have built it. Look, you can't avoid it. We would have made a boomstick at some point. We Yeah, humanity loves things that are new. It's physics, man. We love things that explode and are loud. And as soon as we see something happen that is exciting, we're going to do it. That's a, yeah, I was just going to say, that's the thing. Wizards can throw fireball eventually. Non-magic users are going to find the equivalent of fireball. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's... It's, 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 it's like, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, it's, it's survival. It's survival. And it's one of those things where magic-heavy settings always kind of fail for me. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's because they don't have, like, anything to ground them. It's almost like they just gain unlimited power based on the imagination of the person who's... Right, doing it, and that's fine. But then at that, at if some a point, wizard, yeah. if a wizard can do everything, why is there a god? Yeah, why, why do you have any of them? Right. So it's if there was somebody who figured out the basic building blocks of the universe and could alter the world to their whims, you know, that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's why you have to have rule of cool. Yeah, but you, that's why you do rule of cool. But you also need to have something that can challenge them. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't work. So. You know, while yeah, we we're a, we're a species that understands that without challenge, there's no growth. Exactly. That's exactly. how we got to the point where we're at. 
that's that's how we got people to walk around on the moon and shit is we just got angry yeah at when the they sky. sent tom hanks up there when, and he yeah. had to do that co2 bullshit yeah i remember yeah man i remember, I remember when tom hanks went to space and <laughs> that ron howard movie <laughs> yes i keep forgetting it's ron howard anyway. ron howard presents apollo 13 <laughs> i remember they had uh burger king meals for it like i i think they had toys with it like you could get a <laughs> you could get a saturn 5 and shit and i i think it was the only time kids were genuinely interested in the space program which is sad because i would I would have thought that there would be more educational stuff and burger meals and stuff like that, you know, just to get kids interested. Like, hey, look, here's a Nikola Tesla action figure. That all stopped the second they put Pokemon in any of the. Once Pokemon came to the U.S., education went out the fucking. I remember when gone. I remember when Pokemon (laughs) Go was uh, you know on your on your phone. Remember. Po- the oh, Pokemon's yeah, on the yeah, phone. Like everyone yeah. got out of their house and they're yeah. like... I thought that was amazing. They, they, they were hurting in spots they didn't know they had anymore. I thought that was hilarious because <laughs> people were like, I just discovered this thing in my city. And it's because Pokemon Go convinced them to leave their house for the first time in their life for longer than 30 minutes for no other reason other than to walk around. And I was like, Man, amazing. Cleveland Pokemon Go suck. All I kept finding were birds and rats. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting anything like everyone's like hey look at me I got this Charizard I'm like dude I got like five birds man I got five, five rats I'm like what am I doing this whole town is nothing but birds and rats Cleveland <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true in the beginning it was pretty bad we were pretty spo- they didn't consider us a city let's just <laughs> wow that's mean I remember there was that one case with Pokemon Go in Wyoming. It was a Wind River, Wyoming. There was this lady who was going down to the river to find, you know, this Pokemon. She found a body and it it actually helped solve this murder, I think. It was just like, holy shit. But... Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of cool I, that I, they're not murder, but well, it's, no, I it's cool the, that it's getting people out of the house. I remember when I was going to work and I had it on my phone, and the route up to where I worked was right through this like kind of like dangerous area, but it was like uh, a main street. So all of the like storefronts were converted into churches. And every single registered church on Google Maps or whatever map program they used for the Pokemon Go were used as Pokemon Stops where you can fight gyms and stuff. So that whole street was just like 40 or 50 of these stops, like all straight up it. And it looked like lit up the map. And it was the only part of the city, really. That's nice, though. Yeah. It's, It's nice to have people outside and doing stuff. Like, I hate that we have to have... A video game, you know, tell yeah. us to go out and socialize with our neighbors. But I, I'm, I'm glad it's also there. I'm glad that some cyberpunk dystopia is forcing people to interact. Yeah, and then they, they just, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Well, next question. Next question. Hey, what's up, gamers? It's me, your boy Chad Tinklebaum here, here to ask you those hard hitting questions. If you could change one thing in the movie Dune, what would it be? For example, instead of Baron Harkonnen, it's just Tom flying around with the power of farts, crop dusting nearby innocent people and giving them the horrible pink eye. Or instead of knife fights, it's just WWE styled wrestling. So when you start seeing people, you know, just challenging everybody to a knife fight, they just rip off their shirts and they're just unreasonably jacked. 
and they start shit-talking each other and hop in the squared circle. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Um, okay, Dune, I'm presuming you're talking about the Villeneuve or the 1984 Dune. Either or. Either or. Two different Dune movies, two different approaches. Both good for different reasons. Um, okay, if I can make <laughs> one thing, one thing, I, I would... Uh, all right, you know, I, I know I know a way to make it better. Okay, in the 1984 Dune, there is a hilarious scene where Sir Patrick Stewart is holding a pug. Yes. And he is like, let's go fight, and he runs into battle with that pug. I would make it to where everyone, and I mean everyone in that setting before they go into battle has to have a pug. So in every scene, when you see someone leading a battle, they have that pug under their arm and they're like, my name is a killing word. Yeah. The pug is like a dog tag so you can identify. Yeah. It's the future's weird. Yeah. It is. It is in. I I was going to say in the newer movie uh, where I think that was Baron Harkonnen that came out of the oil, right? That was the, I was imagining that like as black beans. You know, like you said, oh, Chipotle. Yeah, like a like a vat of black beans from. <laughs> He's just Chipotle. like leaning back into it, like. And I, I just enjoy didn't... my frijoles. Yeah, I could picture Tom doing that. Yeah. All right. So you you're going with black beans, and I'm going with yeah. Omni Pug. Yeah. He, so Tom in a in a pit of beans tells them to go to battle with their pugs, and then slowly goes back and you know eats the beans as it covers his face. What about instead of a knife fight, they had to have a rap battle, and it was like a diss track. I would say you would have to get some pretty good rappers and I I don't know like look I am always happy to put Ice Cube in any fucking movie he wants to be in I think he is probably the funniest dude to put in it because he's just himself in any movie yeah. he's in yes <laughs> yes he is <laughs> so yeah you have to put him in well, it's kind of like Nick Cage if Nick yeah. Cage is in a movie he's Nick Cage as Nick Cage in you know and that's fine yeah I and I don't mind that I don't mind that at all yeah, I, I, let's do it then. Mr. Train. Mr. Train coming by. Next. All right, h- here's the next question. Good afternoon, BPO. My name is Ethan, and I have a game for you. Uh-oh. It's similar to your ruin a movie by changing one thing game. Uh-huh. You have to choose one movie or book to get a Muppet adaptation like Treasure Island. Who gets played by what Muppet? Who stays human? Uh, don't be afraid to make it cursed, and you can use Sesame Street characters as well if you choose. All right. Rating doesn't matter. You could do Muppets Pulp Fiction if you want. For bonus challenge, make sure Tim Curry is in there. Love the show, and good luck to you all. Thank Thanks you, for Max the- Headroom. Yeah. What was the- <laughs> uh, that's all right. Anyway, Muppet Saving Private Ryan. I <laughs> I would have I would have Tim Curry playing Tom Hanks's character. And he's the only human. And everyone else is the Muppets. I would love to see Saving Private Ryan with the Muppets coming off the landing craft and just MG42s tearing into people. <laughs> I, I would just love to be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon is still played by himself. Yeah, and he's dead serious the whole movie. The whole movie yeah. is dead fucking serious, Matt Damon. Yeah, that's my call. Saving Private Ryan, Muppets. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That Okay, that would almost be the Dark Crystal, wouldn't it? Almost. almost. Uh, except uh, Gandalf would still be played by Ian McKellen. Good choice. Always. And, of mm-hmm. course, uh, damn, I forgot his name, played Saruman. Uh, oh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. So, yeah. 
they both play humans. Yeah. Everyone else Muppets. Everyone else Muppets. Okay. <laughs> Including I, Aragorn. Oh, my God. Who's played God. by, like, probably Kermit or something. <laughs> 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 the sword that was broken. <laughs> oh, my God. Directed by George Lucas. <sighs> it would be so boring. Yeah, it would you, be. You have to have somebody. Look, I'm not saying George Lucas can't direct a movie. You he have can to have direct s- a movie. I can point he has to, to have people many... to tell him no. He has to have yes. people who will tell him no. You can't. Well, sure. Do that. Like if you. That's all he needs. Just the same as I need people to tell me no when I make stuff. You you need to have somebody who pushes back responsibly. And yeah, then, that's why I think all the stuff he did with Steven Spielberg was basically Spielberg like telling him no, <laughs> yeah. or, or saying, "Hey, why don't we do it this way?" And that's fine because the end product gets made and they're both happy. That's yeah. That's kind of the, he's a super creative dude. Yeah, like George Lucas wrote all of Star Wars. Now he also wrote a lot of lunatic shit. But the thing is, is even if you have an editor come in and cut the lunatic shit away, it's great. Yeah, it's great. So space wizards in space, man great shit all right here's the next question i think greetings to tex mike and the honored members of the legion my first question is for tex i know you like the ace combat series how do you feel about project wingman let's let's just I, i'm gonna because it looks all like right one, yeah uh project wingman's good I still prefer Ace Combat. Uh, I grew up with, well, didn't grow up with, but the ones I really attached myself to in younger years were four, five, and six. Five was probably my favorite. Hmm. Project Wingman's good. It doesn't grab me as much as Ace Combat did because there's at a certain point, especially in missions, where you're just sitting there constantly doing loops, trying to fight and hear, you know, the evade missile alarm playing for like 30 minutes straight. It's like, oh, my God, make it end. Now, let me ask you this. Does Project Wingman actually have like a storyline to it? A bit of one. So but I think that's the difference that really kind of sells Ace Combat. At least well, to me, the strange is, real world of Ace Combat is yeah. really cool. I yeah. really like the strange we real need a world. narrative because war without a narrative is just tanks fighting well, tanks. And it know? doesn't. Fine it you, doesn't. You know. I, I mean, Project Wingman doesn't have no it, it doesn't lack a storyline it's just not something as compelling as strange real so yeah. that, and that's fine that's fine because there's still some duds in ace combat but oh yeah yeah can't 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 knock down the park all the time indeed i agree all right here's the next question that he's gonna ask now one for the collective if you all could make a sneak team movie or tv show Sneak. Which one would you do? How would you do it? Who would you cast? I want to hear all of it. Um, thank you for everything you do. I love the the BPL YouTube, the Courtesy Flush, the podcast, all of it. Keep it up. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Um, sneak team. It's the team of sneaking. Gonna sneak with a sneak team. You'll have to fill me in. What exactly is the sneak team? Because I've only heard you say it. I don't know what the hell it the is. Sneak team was something that we would just, whenever we were in a multiplayer game and stealth was an option, and we decided to do it. And by do it, I mean pretend to do stealth for five minutes until all hell broke loose. <laughs> That's so, how stealth works in yeah, real life. Yeah, so so we it's there's uh remember it was in one of those uh payday two uh one of the in one of those payday two montages, a sneak team moment, sneak team six. One of those moments was Tom going, I have a silencer, and then you hear this loud gunshot and all the alarms go off. 
<laughs> and, and that so if you're gonna do a sneak team movie um you it's need to be a heist movie it's got to be a heist movie and you have to have as many of your standard action trope people as possible so you get like you know the rock and you give in diesel and you get jason statham and you get you know just every everybody expe- everyone get. who's going to be in the expendables 5 AD yeah, or and, whatever and anybody who has a chance of being in any expendable or in any of the Fast and the Furious. Just put them all in there. Yeah. And they're all sitting there, you know, black on black. They've got black uniforms, black guns. They've got black shoes, black boots, black balaclavas, black sunglasses. They're just all blacked out. It's all Vanta to black. So all Vanta black. You can't it's, yeah, they look it. like No, even better. Even better. <laughs> you see somebody move and you think they're one of the shadows and then they move. And you're like, oh my God, they're really just totally blacked out. And then they're like walking across the floor and then one of them sneezes and it's loud enough to where it actually goes through the room and you hear oh fuck and then everyone starts shooting yeah and as soon as they start shooting it says sneak team the sneak team okay yeah i think any of those characters would work probably a lion's gate production <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> i can see that sneak team that sounds like something they definitely would make lion's gate production presents sneak team it's the team of sneaking all right here's the next question Hey there, Black Pants Legion. Hello. Shasquatch here. Wow. I was wondering what your guys' favorite games in the rogue in the roguelike genre are. One of my favorites is Infra Arcana. If you haven't heard of it, it is set in a Lovecraftian setting sometime around the 1930s. I like it because it's very simple and easy to get into, but it has a good amount of depth to the actual mechanics. So, what are the favorite roguelike games of everyone on the podcast? Thanks. Uh, Goat loves CDDA. Uh, Goat plays lots of CDDA. Uh, my favorite roguelike is Caves of Cud, and yeah. I also play a lot of Space Station 13 and have for well over a decade. Mike? Caves of Cud for me. Yeah, Caves of Cud is right on the nose of what I like. Yeah, you got that for me, like, I think the first year I met you. Yeah. And I, w- I played that, like, nonstop. Um, but it's one of my favorites. I, I haven't even discovered like half the stuff in the game. I think I've I, made it like halfway through the main story and I, I still have, haven't beaten it. I have gotten lost in Caves of Cudland a million, million times. Yeah, it's a tough game. It is. All right, here's the next question. Hello, po- uh, BPL Podcast. Hope you are all doing wonderful today. And I have a question about being productive and oh. staying focused. Oh. Uh, so I uh, I do streams and I've been trying to do other stuff and also uh-huh. like work on a board game and mm-hmm. other fun projects, you know, but I often find myself getting too focused on one thing or the other. And, and oftentimes I won't even start the other, you know, so if you guys have any like tips for help, uh, you know, for focusing more on one thing, uh, let me know. Also, I hope you have a wonderful day and take care. Keep being awesome. Bye bye. Thank you. Uh, coffee till noon. After noon, no coffee. That's step one. Step two, get as much regular sleep as you can. I would be lying through my teeth if I said I ever accomplished this. Step three, make a list of shit you can do. Yeah. The shit you can do is a lot shorter than the shit you think you need to. So you might go, I need to go get a PhD. You might need to get a PhD someday, but the shit you can do right now might be go mow the lawn. So you can't get lost on the road to doing other things that are outside of your immediate need. And I find that if you just crush things down, 
They're in your immediate wheelhouse. Like, okay, you're trying to come up with a board game? Neat. Let's play some board games and figure out what you like and what you don't about them. Do some basic research. That's well within your wheelhouse. If it comes down to create all new art, create a whole new storyline, create a world in which to set these things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that's not going to help you so much. Yeah, you have to take your time, uh, kind of pick what you want to do. Like, I, I would, I'm not going to tell you, like, <laughs> I, I'm one to talk here, but I, I really, when it comes to what I do, I just t- really focus in on what I have to work on right then and there as much as I possibly can. But I'm often just as you are, I'm very erratic with what I have to, you know, do during the day. And I, even with my lists, it's like you can li- number them all you want, but I'm going to probably do number four first or something, you know? Well, sure. It's always something like that. Well, sure. But having having that that whole like thing about lists only works if uh, it's like a a single project and not just something you do every single day. At least for me, it doesn't. Like if I have a list every single day that just says take out trash or whatever, it's like I'm already I already know I'm going to do it. I don't I don't need well sure don't need that. Ch- yeah, you don't you don't need to have a list that says wake up on time. You know, you can you can learn that habit. But when it comes down to longer term projects or staying productive, work on it every day. Every day, if you work on something for 30 minutes and get 30 minutes further. Even if you even if you spend 30 minutes discovering how not to do something. Yeah, that's not time wasted. That's absolutely true. Um, The other one I was going to say is uh, we do what we make a list when we're doing battle tech, right? called the list of things that needs to be done to finish the video like actually be done yeah it also includes uploading it and all all the compression all that stuff and we put it all on there because we want to make sure that we mentally know where we're at on mm. the project so that way we're not like and I, in and the middle of it like oh man did and we because add this? of oh what's going on over here we've done that before and we're like it sucked and because of those lists we're getting better and better at the point of being able to predict when we're done and if we didn't do those lists, we would never know how this shit works until we had run off the ragged end of our capabilities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. I'm terrible with lists. And it sounds like uh, you might want to get tested for ADHD. Um, that's about it. That, I mean, that's what I did. That's always a valid test. Um, I know a lot of people who have ADD and ADHD are undiagnosed. And I know that with proper medication and treatment and therapy you can absolutely improve the quality of your life. So if you find yourself unable to focus or really getting jittery and, you know, not, not able to focus yeah, on things, tested. you need, just go get tested it. and yeah. you can find out that there are a lot of pathways to treatment. You just got to hope that, you know, you don't have what happened uh, to both Mike and I in this region, which was, we had that wonderful payoff of psychiatrists. We pay money to, who just disappear. Yeah. Where they're I like, all hey, of them. <laughs> you go, hey, by the way, uh, I know you. we've been treating you for six months. Anyways, I've decided to leave until no one bye-bye. And you're like, but what about my medication? You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It's a controlled substance. Don't worry. They'll let you have some. You can go get some under the bridge. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You're yeah. from Cleveland. You'll figure it out. Yeah, that's not fair. I know. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Um, anyway, let's uh, move on to the next question. Hello, Black Pants Legion podcast crew. It's Sarvac again with just a single question this time. No lightning round, no swarm of questions, a million of them. 
I just got done listening to one of your podcasts, and it actually jogged my thought process, I guess. Jogged my memory. I don't know. It's been a very long year, and it's only the end of March. And was curious <laughs> if you had to pick and be a founding father of the United States, which one would you be and why? Franklin. So hopefully I'll hear this. Franklin. Things will be better. Hopefully it'll at least be warmer. And I hope you guys are all doing well. Keep fighting the good fight. Take it one day at a time. Franklin. Hands down, Ben fucking Franklin. Franklin. Franklin was such a crazy asshole. I, I would I would definitely be Franklin. Franklin's like, well, it's time to, you know, just I'm going to disappear to France for a bit. I'm not going to wear clothes this year. I mean, Franklin got away with the most. He also got to be the postmaster general, which is pretty neat. And he shocked people at dinner parties with lightning. He was just like, hey, check out this thing called electricity. Isn't it mysterious? And then he'd electrocute people. <laughs> he seemed like a pretty cool guy. Yeah. I never really thought of it. Uh, I don't know. Grover Cleveland, because he got named Cleveland in it. He, he's not. He was not a founding father. Who? Okay. Who? Who is a founding father? Do you want me to go through the whole list? Yeah, no. <laughs> how about How about Jefferson? Uh, what about uh, the guy who like you know wrote the wrote the paper? Is he not a wrote the paper? Yeah. <laughs> wrote you know them book papers, the Americas. Okay, I'm, all right, I'll just um, button Gwinnett. Button Gwinnett. Yeah, there, there we you go. go. Look, I, you asked me about founding fathers of America. I'm never going to answer any of that because I lost all that information like 10 years ago. That's, it's gone. <laughs> I, I think what I we just threw it away is just never been. You're, you're like, boo. <laughs> What's, no, it's not. I'm never going to get on who wants to be a millionaire. I'm not getting on Jeopardy. That shit. They is wouldn't gone. ask that on who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> they would they never would, ask. They that. would on the hundred dollars. They definitely. On the, would. No, they wouldn't. They would. They would. If in today on who wants to be a millionaire, oh, that God. might as well be asking about the Latin names of the seas of the moon. I like just, no one would know. Look, you can ask me about the history of technology and i could t- go i'm on sure all day, no but, but if everything you ask me, everything on those millionaire things is pop culture anyways yeah but if you ask me about founding fathers i threw that shit away a long time ago it's all right mike's button going it i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna google it next time if you have to, if you ever ask me which one is which i just say google it see button going it see all right i'm coming off the flu right into a sinus infection because allergy season and i don't know fuck this guy in particular so, after work today, I'm staring at Fallout 4 on my hard drive, which we can all unanimously agree is shit. Anyways, so I was thinking about the game that I modded and fixed it into, which is a tower defense game where I play survival horror gathering materials to bre- turn each settlement into a flak turn, bristling with 20 mil and goss turrets to fight Godzilla. Cool. Which got me thinking. One, what do you guys mod 4 into? Two, Battlefield 2 mod. Where you have to set up, you know, the whole team's fighting Godzilla. Okay, I like, play that. Time to build giant Gauss cannons and shit like that. Yeah, I I think it's called Earth Defense Force, though. Yeah, it's called EDF. Um, if, if I had to mod anything into Fallout 4, I would mod a different game into it because in Fallout 4, I would go, oh, wow, this is so boring. And I I would just constantly roam over and play like you know, Polly Pocket Dollhouse, 
with my little village. You know, I'd be yeah. like, look, I've got their little growing areas and their vending areas, and now I'm a water baron, and I don't use money anymore. And you do all of these things that are fun, but then you just get bored. And then you tromp around the wasteland and just shoot things in the face 800 times with vats. And you're like, eh. And then you go back to I reinstalling that I, that's a th- Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, I was going to say, in uh, in the uh, Fallout 1 and 2, you guys used vats because it's part of the you know turn, ta- turn thing. I never used it much in the 3D games. Like, I, I they told me to once, and I was like, ugh. And it I just feels never like used- cheating. It doesn't even just feel like cheating. It just doesn't feel fun. It feels like cheating because you'll be sitting there like, oh, help me. I'm just a widow guy. I got a widow 22 handgun. <laughs> and then you shoot someone in the left eye 12 times with it and their head explodes like a pumpkin. Yeah, I just shoot them from with, with the normal. Like, if you give me first person shooter controls, I'm going to shoot them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Follow three. Uh, Vance is so overpowered. My friend who never played a console game in his life and literally had to sit there and very awkwardly, it looked like someone playing the crane game that had palsy. Like it seriously looked that challenged him moving around the map because he'd never played a console before he had, he was a PC guy his whole life, never played a console game before ever in his life and was just awkwardly flailing around with with every motion and picking up everything and accidentally stealing stuff in stores and getting his ass beat. But as soon as it came down to combat, he knew that he could hit vats and blow everyone's head off. And it was great because it looked like this guy who was just crazy roaming around the wasteland and constantly your like, stuff yeah, over. Yeah. And like T posing around the wasteland, if you will, just awkwardly flailing at things with no mind, no matter. And then like a laser focusing in to put 30 bullets in the son's mouth and then going back to awkwardly flailing around. <laughs> it like made the game that easy. It made me see it for what it was. Yeah, I and I was just gonna say like I really uh, don't have a problem with anyone who uses vats. It's just no, it it makes it just not for really, me. It makes the game feel wild, but there are parts of the game where you need to because you run into bosses like oh shit, a death claw. I'm way under leveled, but I can shoot him in the mouth twenty times. Yeah, unerring. Unerring, just <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next question. Hello, Black Pants Legion. Whoa. This is Hot Dish from Hot Dish. Minnesota. I am a new fan of both the Legion and of the podcast. Uh, first off, I just want to give a big thank you to you all for introducing me to the awesome, crazy fucking universe that is Battletech. You're welcome. Comstar for life. Boom. Speaking of fucking, my question which alien in any media are you all trying to bring home from the bar? My answer is Tally from Mass Effect, because I'm sure you were all wondering. Thank you very much. Wishing you all the best. I I don't know. I am such a prude in games. If there's an option to do romance, <laughs> yeah. if there's an option it's to do romance, no. <laughs> I typically am like, not in the office. Look, you got a game... Not at work. You got a game where you can do it with a bear you got a game where you could do it with a robot you got a game where you could do with an alien look what do you want you got every you got a whole spectrum out there i know i know and i i just kind of shrug in games i'm just like meh uh eh, not at work 
Yeah. I'm on the job. I'm on the clock. I do, I do like an Odo in games. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> you no the, thanks. You pick the middle of the road shepherd uh, like choices, which always sound like uh, a guy who gets up at a podium, like one of those like Navy speeches who has to like talk about a training exercise. Like we accomplished the mission and we did really well. Thank you very much yeah, for I, coming. When I played Mass <laughs> <I'm> like, Effect, <laughs> when I played Mass Effect, I acted like it was my job. So when people are like, Commander Shepard, should we do this crazy thing? Thing, I'm like that sounds like it's outside of our purview and we can't do that <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna get in that crazy gunfight in public that sounds dangerous uh well no if you were to take somebody home from a bar probably Rex because then you guys could go home and talk about tanks and blow shit up and play video games Shepard Rex he definitely looks like he could play video games yeah you know he'd probably be a fun guy to hang out with yeah yeah all right there's my answer yeah alien from the bar I don't know no, I, none of them really we sound so boring i know i was gonna say none of them were f- fucking that cool enough to take home late at night i'm sorry it's just dude i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna sorry, go to, they really weren't i'm gonna go to jack in the box at three in the morning with rex <laughs> yeah exactly i'm i'm like yeah maybe it's like i romance is like uh my shields are up. You can't hit me with romance. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like when I respond to stuff like this. Is what it feels like. It's that like, that makes me scared. <laughs> My pocket protector will save me. <laughs> yeah. No, I always play shit straight laced in yeah. video games. I it does feel kind of awkward when they put stuff in there and you're They're just like, like I don't. There's know. there's like some lady just laying it on you and she's like. It would I'm sure be great. You're if, nice. Yeah, and I'm like, ma'am, I understand you've been through major trauma, but you would regret starting your relationship on this basis because it's based on fear of loss. Yeah. And she's like, I love you. And I'm like, we've known each other five minutes. This seems <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, sorry, ammonia. We're not interested. <laughs> not not interested, ma'am. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the next question. Dex? Mike, and probably Goat, hi. So, after a shite day at work, I get stood up on a date someone sets me up with. I'm having a great time. Wow. Right now, I'm running low on gas. I have no idea where I am. Google Maps brought me, well, I'm pretty sure it's Silent Hill, but I don't remember Silent Hill having corn. All I've got is my carry piece, 6365. 12 rounds of 9 with a reload of 15. What would you want in the situation where you crash around a gas and the big scaries are going to come and get you? Werewolves, Wendigos, Children of the Corn. What do you want to go at them? Because I miss my Magnum and 45 and the short shotty I usually keep in the trunk. But as this is a new vehicle, I don't have it, and the SMG that was supposed to replace it doesn't exist yet. All I've got is my 9 and my dick. It's going to be enough for now. Um, 357 Magnum. I, I think that's the middle ground between I might be able to hear afterward. Because I know a lot of people are like, 44 matters more powerful. I'm like, you can't hear shit after shooting that without ear pro. Trust me, I've shot one without ear pro. Don't ever do that. Um, 357 Magnum is about as, is, is about as much bang bang as you want in an emergency situation. If you're in an emergency situation, you are not going to be putting your ear protection in. You are going to have some hearing damage. 357 Magnum is about as powerful as I would want. 
just at that at that yeah, you don't absolute, want to be debilitated after I, firing. I do it. not want to be sitting there with a cluster headache from just that noise. Yeah, because you're gonna fire it, and then whatever it is is gonna run for a while, and then you've got to sit there disoriented with this now tinnitus that you've just given. Exactly. Yeah. I, 357 Magnum is about the limit of what I'd want. Now, if we're talking like monsters and stuff, and this is a universe that has monster 4570. Fuck it. I mean, yeah. It, you know, I, I, I fired once, your 4570. That thing is a fucking beast. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's my silhouette gun. That's that's a that's a setup for shooting 4570 at range where it comes in at like 30 degrees. It's like artillery. <laughs> the sights on that are great, but I found that when I give people my 4570 and I start putting in the the heavy rounds um for hunting, like my heavier heavier rounds I use in it, it will lift people's front foot off the ground. And and they're like, oh my god, it's scary. I'm like, it's a beefy gun. Um, and if you learn how to take the recoil, it's not terrible. Yeah, but yeah, forty five seventy. If if you shoot a like creature on this planet with a forty five seventy, and it still is coming at you, you lose. Yeah, you it's might as well just throw the forty five seventy and run. Litmus test. That is your litmus yeah. test. Oh, it's still alive after forty five seventy. I better quit. Uh, I think mine would be uh, instead of a gun, just a sat phone. A sat phone, not bad. It's just, it, I mean, look. Here's the thing. I'm pretty confident that I could shoot just about anything coming at me. Pretty confident I can do that. Yeah. But if it's a monster and I know it's a monster situation, I'm yeah. probably gonna want to call in the guys from Commando. Or not, sorry, uh, from Predator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'm like going to be like, hey, I, I'm probably not going to live. Send me Dutch's dozen. Yeah, I'm not going to probably live, but you probably want to come down here because there's a f- real fucking wind to go down here. Yeah. You know? You guys you guys who have been doing something. nothing but, like, working out and smoking cigars. Yeah. Yeah. Just a sat phone to be like, hey, I'm not going to live, but if you want to find out what the fuck's going on out here, send your, t- <laughs> send your, your, uh, your squad so you can at least have a cool movie about it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because I I, I I think about every horror movie situation, and I'm like, everyone's like, I would survive if I did this. Or I'm like, you can't. You no, can't. I mean, a bear trap would probably be a good option, because in horror movies, it's always chasing you. Throw a bear trap on the ground. See what happens. Just, yeah, if, I can, if it runs faster than me, I'm not going to outrun it. No, I pursuit is no longer in my gene pool. Like all, all you all <laughs> you need is a gun loud enough to let people know that you're in trouble. Yeah, there you go. Because they will come investigate the three fifty seven Magnum. If 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 you, <laughs> they'll be like, that sounds like someone's in trouble. Yeah, I would just call on the staff and like, hey, I'm being assailed by an unknown person with a weapon. I don't know who they are, but they're chasing me in the woods. Come help, please. Send Dutch's dozen. Yeah, and then if they send whoever, at least if I'm dead, they will at least have people to find it. Whereas if I'm just there with a gun. All they're going to do is like, what, like 10, 12 years later in the sequel when they find my corpse, like holding a gun in some crate somewhere. It's like, nah, dude, (laughs) I'm going to end it at movie one. That's the only (laughs) movie you're getting. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's the next question. Sure. Hey there, BPL. This is Patrick from Minnesota. I am a brand new fan to both the Legion and the podcast. First off, just wanted to give a big thank you for all the work that you all do and for introducing me to Battletech, which is fast becoming one of my favorite sci-fi universes. Go Comstar! Today, I have just a couple Battletech-related questions. 
First off, what is your favorite era in Battletech? Personally, I like everything before the FedCom Civil War, and I really don't like the Jihad and the newest era. Same. And secondly, honest thoughts about the Grey Death Legion saga. Also, if you haven't heard it, I would highly recommend giving the audiobooks of the Grey Death Legion a listen on Audible, as they are audio performances, which I think make them way better. Anyway, thank you very much, and have a good rest of your day. Um, I, I agree with you. I like everything pre-Jihad and I know why all of that was written the way it was written. They had to transfer licenses. They had to move a lot of stuff very quickly, which is not generous to the people who have to write it. And that also is not generous to the people who are invested in certain eras of the setting. But I understand there are limitations and to each their own. I like pre-Fedcom Civil War largely. There's a lot of different eras that speak more to me. I think the clan invasion's pretty cool because it's nice to see the inner sphere on the back foot and having to try to figure things out asymmetrically. I think that that's pretty badass. As far as the books, it's been a while since I've read any of the novels and I'm not trying to be mean to any of the writers or anyone who loves the Battletech novels. I read them a lot as a kid. It's that I've been so fucking busy as an adult and I have to read about eight, 900 pages of shit a week. Yeah. You can't to listen stay, to anything other just, than yeah, music. Just to stay active on my day job. Like I am constantly reading. And so I, I hate to say that I don't have the time I used to, which is unfortunate. Again, if ever you think you're going to have all the time in the world, you're not. You're going to look back to the time you have now and go, fuck, I should have used it better. So, yeah, I do remember the Great Death Legion books being pretty good. I never read any of them. Well, not re- yeah. <laughs> we, we never read any of them. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, I think we have a couple more. All right, let's move on. Here's the next question. Hello, this is Steve, and I was wondering if you have any sort of media, like a music, video game, or a movie that you watch uh, solely to get a laugh. I think his microphone must have cut out. But thanks, Steve. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Just to get a laugh. Uh, there are plenty of movies for that. Like you said, any media. Yeah, plenty of movies uh, for that. Like The Jerk, Blazing Saddles. I mean, God, I can just keep going on. Down Periscope. Uh, there's a lot of movies that are just I'll laugh at no matter what. I'll just say like, oh, I love this scene. Oh, that makes me laugh. Uh, Young Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> my Young Frankenstein is is fantastic. I, I know, but you're like, I, in my head, I'm like, you're just picking all the classic movies. Those are like the greats. I love Mel Brooks. Yeah, I could tell. He's my people. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to go outside the edge because I, I always pick movies with stuff like this, but I'm going to say uh, I've showed Texas a million times with Magic Hugs back in the day. Oh, yeah, that's good. They they have so many like good great cop, bad cop bad cop good cop bad cop bad cop yeah magic hugs is a is a old YouTube channel that has is slowly fading away I downloaded all their videos before they eventually do get era- just erased from the internet uh, but yeah it always puts me in a good mood yeah they're they're good people hey if you take out a bank loan gotta repay that shit yeah thanks for the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's some it's of like the, dumb shit like that it's good stuff all right next question 
Hey there, Tex, Mike, and Goat. Uh, Zintha here again. I uh, got to thinking hey. about shitty superpowers. I was wondering if uh, you guys had some awful supervillain powers. Uh, detect lightning five foot radius. <laughs> yep, that's lightning. I know it for sure. <laughs> um, I was going to say like uh, a, a villain that could turn anything he touched into like butter. So he's like, I'm going to rob the bank. And he like makes the wall butter so he can punch through it, you know, but he's really greasy. Okay. So what would his house look like? Oh, he wears gloves. Okay. So his how his mansion would be like one of those like 1980s they're like, villains. Well, yeah. They're like, why do you wear gloves everywhere? And he's like, oh, my hands are very greasy. Yeah. He, he, you know what he probably did before he got that mansion and became an even villain? He would uh, just like take statues that people would make and turn it into butter and they're like oh wow what a cool trick he has he has like a refrigerated uh display case where his wife is in it that's like mr freeze yeah you know, but she's <laughs> made of butter he's like i'm sorry my dear i can't believe your butter <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe that's not butter all right so what's your what's your best one? Oh, uh best worst superhero villain thing best okay the best worst supervillain thing i'm i'm terrible right now at like just coming up with stuff like that probably a guy who could uh start any car that's a mazda <laughs> he's like don't don't worry i got this handled and he just drives away in a mazda 3 <laughs> yeah it's just any mazda and you don't even know he could start that it with his, his mind you don't yeah. even know that that's his power you're just like man this guy really likes mazdas and, and <laughs> I'm the Mazda maniac. Yeah, that sounds like a wrestler, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a guy who just start any Mazda with his mind. He he gets in his uh, he gets in his Miata and he's like, it's not gay. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's uh, go on to the next question. I had somebody say that, by the way. They got in a Miata and they're like, it's not gay. And I remember that my whole life. Like every time I see a Miata, I remember that guy saying that. And I'm like, no one thought it was until you said that. <laughs> like it why why would you say that i mean it'd be like putting on like boat shoes and going it's not gay it's like no one's thinking that but now they are i mean i just got those pop-up headlights yeah those are fun yeah and they handle pretty good i've it's never like a, i've never driven in one i i rode in one and i was like wow it's like a sports car without costing a bajillion dollars it's <laughs> it's like yeah it's like a fun little car like what's the big deal yeah, it's no Sebring. <laughs> it's no Sebring, says Mike. Oh, my I'm God. Just messing around. All right, here we go. Hello, Tex and BPL people. Uh, Longtime fan. I've listened to your podcast and got introduced to you actually on May the 20th a couple of years ago for obvious reasons. But I wanted to point out, I found Discount Dan on a data recovery site. I know he's just a stock image, but it's too damn funny to not repeat. He is at, let me go find it here, uh, www.datarecovery.net forward slash active content forward slash quote hyphen request dot ASPX. Again, just too damn funny to not repeat, and I thought you guys would get a laugh. I saw that and started thinking all kinds of great ideas mm. for cursed ads. You yeah. know, I could hear Colberto right now doing the Someone done fuck up your data, etc., etc. And I know that was a god awful representation. It's okay, but still worth a laugh. Maybe a good BPL commercial. There's a lot. There's a lot of people who reuse the same still images. It's like hide the pain, Harold. You know what I mean? He was used on eight hundred thousand websites. He couldn't help it. But yeah, that's the way it is. 
Yeah, and Tex just tried to look that website up. Looks like it's gone now. It's all right. Discount Dan burns down his businesses quick. <laughs> yeah. Time to leave town. All right, here's the next question. Hi, BPL. Green here. I had a question about what are your top three most satisfying sounds? Good example of that for me is when I pour my first cup of coffee in the morning and the sound it makes when it hits my cup mug. Um, also, because I do design, I am used to the after effects when it makes a very satisfying ding at the end. Yeah, that But I'm curious of what the BPL's most satisfying sounds are. Thanks. My favorite satisfying sounds, I would say lighting a cigar. It's a very visceral kind of quiet thing, but I like it. You hear the tobacco burning and crisping up, and yeah. I, I like that. A wood fire. Oh, yeah. A wood fire, that's a satisfying sound. I miss that fireplace. And then putting the Thompson bolt back into position, the actuator back into position, and then closing the action. There's a certain slick metal sound that sounds fantastic, at least to me. It's like a it's like a puzzle coming together. Yeah, I think mine would be uh, there's this sound that you make when you stir after you've done like stirring a, a cup of coffee or whatever, and you put the spoon back down on the counter, and it makes the sound consistently for me every single time. It's like a da-dang. every single time perfectly. I'm always been. I've heard this sound since I was a little kid because I used to make my aunt's coffee for her just because I like doing it. Yeah. And that sound has always been with me. for So every time I hear it, it's like, ah, yes, I've, I've stirred it perfectly. I have finished the coffee. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I probably have a couple others, but I'm not going to waste your time with more of my nonsense because <laughs> we're running up here at the end. We're going to answer in one more question. How's that sound? That sounds fine. Yeah. I'm also having trouble coming up with stuff. I must be tired. Oh, man. It's like we're burned out from Philip. Hello there, Tex and other assorted members of the BPL. Uh, this is Noct Steel, and I have a question, and you got to hear me out on this one. Um, it's a Battletech-related question, but for uh, Quad Max, what if Quad Max would be like horses for Light Max? <laughs> so that way uh, the Light Max can fire their weapons without taking penalties silver. from sprinting or whatnot. I just had a late night fever dream and was wondering your thoughts about that. The lone urban mech. You know what? Fuck it. I'm cool with it. I, I always the clans are like, hey, the inner sphere sent us this fucking horse. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to see the lone urban mech, like the lone ranger. I want to see that. Yeah. I think that would be fantastic. That sounds like a hatchy art. Uh, yeah, it sounds like ha- hatchy if you're listening. Lone urban mech. Lone urban mech ranger. Make that shit happen. Uh, oh, oh, it's just the dryer. Uh, I was going to say, uh, quad mechs are weird because in all the art that I've scrubbed from every single book, it gets to the point where it's like, it's like a dude in a suit, but it's like a dog. And I'm oh, like, yeah, that's battle armor. And I, I'm yeah, like, I'm where like, you have wow. someone laying supine in battle armor, you just have to realize that when they get out of that armor, you just hear their back make noises. And they're like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, we're not a species that has been running on all fours for a very long time. Yeah, we're not. 
It, so we, our genetics are a little bit off on that. We That's can do it as toddlers, you know. Yeah. We can, but but not as not as adults, not as easy. Yeah, it's like you know that like uh, video of that girl who runs like that, that horse. You've seen it before, right? I think so. She's like trotting around with like extended foreleg thing. And it oh looks yeah. Really, it looks really unsettling because it, she does it so naturally. Well, you can train yourself to do all sorts of crazy right. shit. It's like people who do a lot of yoga can walk around on their hands and do you know incline push-ups and shit and you're like wow that's fucking amazing I, please don't do that because it scares me well just imagine this all right <laughs> you've gone through all this training put all this battle armor on and like uh-uh you're the doggo today and you're like what why why do i have to do that you get to do the special doggo training course i don't want to be the dog today <laughs> yeah it's just weird it, it doesn't really make any sense it does sound like graph though that which from what i understand was a steiner thing so that definitely fits within their character at least like some prince you or whatever get in the dog suit <laughs> yeah it, it it tracks for them but it makes it, sense it, it doesn't really seem effective i i feel like that would just be a good way to fall it's like you know those uh uh, uh, Dynamics dogs that the robots Boston Dynamics yeah the Boston Dynamics dogs except it's like imagine that as a person and then you kick them over like, how are they going to get back up I, I think what's <laughs> like, going to happen how do you fucking get back up I think what's going to happen is with the Boston Dynamics dogs sooner or later someone's going to train one of those things to just whip the shit out of someone yeah they're going to be, they're definitely going to be used for uh, police purposes, I can tell. Oh, yeah. You're going to have one. It's going to be like Officer Beepsky in Space Station 13. Yeah. It's just a <laughs> little rod comes out. And yeah, you're just, like, uh-oh. Oh, God. I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> All right. Uh, and let's make this the last question. Here we go. Good day, Tex, Mike, and the Legion. Hey. I'm slowly but surely pushing through the backlog of the number one. BPL podcast. Fuck yeah. Still in 2021. Ooh. Concurrently up episode. Let me make sure he's not. This isn't me. Slowly. And the Legion. I'm slowly but surely pushing through the backlog of the number one BPL podcast. Still in 2021. Concurrently up episode. Okay. I see a 10 and a 9 in there, but also an <laughs> L in the middle? Sorry, not up on <laughs> yeah, the Roman numerals start to catch people off, so you yeah. changed it. <laughs> it's the one where you talk about Knife Fight City stuff. No, the other one. Anyway, if Dawn of War 2 had a well enough modding scene like the first game did with mods like Ultimate Apocalypse, do you think a Battletech total conversion would fit that game? If not, how would you design a Battletech RTS? Hmm. Thank you for all that you do. And for the podcast, it being a good companion for my travels. Have a good one. All right, brother. And yeah. thanks for calling in. Uh, if I was going to do a Battletech RTS, I'd make it like Rome Total War. You'd have the overall map of the Inner Sphere that's turn-based and has yeah. the political maneuvering and stuff. But when you went down to battles, I'd definitely, definitely take some... I would probably take it a little bit closer to Warno. I would make it look like a very, very lethal RTS with ammunition counters and morale and everything else. And it would just be crazy fast and hugely destructive. And you would have to build units that would be built like a deck in Warno or Wargame Red Dragon of what you wanted in that unit. And then once you you brought it to the battlefield you had to expend that deck you had to use whatever you brought you can't just build a factory and bring more guys 
you would have to actually do uh, major reinforcement on the strategic layer. So there would be a strategic level and little events that pop up here and there. Um, you know, like, oh, well, there's an opportunity to bring this factory and its stuff into your house. You could bring Wells Industries in and then you end up with a charger for yeah. really cheap and you end up with a lot of them, but they're not that great at first. And so you get a lot of options. Uh, I, I would definitely make it something like Creative Assembly, at least on the strategic level, if not something like Hearts of Iron. But when it went down to the actual combat I would try to make it something like Warno. I would have it definitely be based in combined arms, tanks, hovercraft, VTOLs, bombers, everything. I I would love to make it crazy fast and furious. I would yeah. want people to see that this is mobile warfare. I would want people to see the chaos of war. I think that would be actually be pretty cool. Uh, the only thing I was thinking of, if I could actually have a uh, shot at making something in Battletech, I would do it more in the style of uh, Battlefront, uh, mainly because I always liked the way Battlefront's uh, like capture point system worked. And I think having infantry, because I know that they have that already with Living Legends, or what is it called? Yeah, Living Legends. Yeah. yeah, I know they already have something like that with Living Legends, but I would like to see that more in like a Battlefront setting because I feel like Battlefront really nails that like star wars kind of thing and i feel like BattleTech could use some of the star wars fun oh i sure yeah i'm down i'm down for that that's sounds... a lot of math in BattleTech. And i would it, i would love to see roll. i would love to see crazy fast and furious i agree i would love to see it i would love to shoot across a battlefield driving a hovercraft at 200 miles an hour yeah I, that would be hilarious yeah you, I, you yeah. can bring in every mech you want you can bring in all the vehicles because you know people are just going to mod them in just do the whole war thunder thing Get land air max. Who cares? You, you just have a fun time in a battlefront situation. Where you yeah, point I definitely needs to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That pretty much does it. Yeah, Mike. Thank you. This has been fun. Yeah. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for sending the questions a year ago. Uh, there are still questions that you need to download. Uh, we are currently uh, four away from the end of this one. And then I will get the rest, hopefully. But yeah. they've made it harder and harder to find the questions. Uh, and they've made it harder to leave them. So Spotify is a son of a bitch. And we'll figure a way out. We'll figure a way out. And above yeah, we, and better. We might. I don't know. We'll we'll talk it out. But we'll figure it out. I we're smart we're, guys. Yeah, we make things. We make things that make us go. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed the Hunchback, and uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. And Mr. Train, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Train.